0: Welcome to a live uh, Fifth Friday Fable Fest. I made it back from the doctor <laughs> in time to do this, uh, which I'm really excited about, and I'm gonna join me. So, if everybody could be patient for that, we'll see if he pops up. But I'm super excited that we're getting to do uh alive cuz this one was um kind of like all over the place if it was going to happen or not uh just because of how everything like worked out uh but yeah it was kind of uh <laughs> all over the place we had planned to do this Fifth Friday Fable Fest back in July or we had planned to do it back in June and then um yay yeah, he says he's here but yeah, we had planned to do a Fifth Friday Fable Fest, and then Jeff and I randomly, oh yeah, your closet again. Always, it goes
1: through my stupid closet, and I, I thought ahead of time, I was like, I would have put my hand in front of it, but I didn't, I waited until the last minute, but I'm in, and you got to see my closet again, and it's better organized than it was before, so I'm not as ashamed.
0: <laughs> as you're like, don't worry, I cleaned it this time in case I accidentally showed a shot. I mean, that's not closet. why I cleaned it, but. And oh, it's for your, your general well-being. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um I was just explaining how our July went. Um Man, crazy. <laughs> Jeff and I randomly got to see each other in July. We were both in the same city accidentally at the same time. I was like headed up north of where I lived so, so that I could go to my cousin's wedding and Jeff is it was exciting because like part of your summer, not why you were where you were when I saw you, but part of your summer, right. you got to meet your dad's birth father. So like, yeah, it was really like birth grandfather.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting. It was really, yeah, like if you don't know, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. But I think I've talked about it on something that's made it maybe in something on Patreon or something. But like my dad found his my dad was adopted as a baby. No, I knew Dia, who his birth parents were, and then through like, you know, ancestry.com DNA test, like three years ago, found his biological father and like a brother, half brother, and somehow connected this guy. Never knew my dad was even conceived. Um, presumably he was there at the conception, but just didn't know the results. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so then my dad went out and met him. He's been there like a couple times. Um, and this guy, super nice, like what well, some of the nicest people. You could ever meet this whole family. Um, and so we went out there. We got to meet them, and it was really cool. We went like it was. Really, it's really funny to think about it now because was like he took us fishing, which is like a super grandpa thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but they they have like cabins like on the Missouri River, like in Montana. Like what you know, it's funny to just think of Missouri River Montana. But anyway, so it was like out in the middle of nowhere. Went fishing, went hiking, did a bunch of fun stuff with like some of the nicest people in the world that apparently are blood related to me that I've never met in my entire life. So. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was an exciting part of july and then getting to that accidentally like through the the trip where we were going around be in the same place as katrina we found that out like a week before it was happening
0: yeah it was crazy just because we yeah we were trying to coordinate our like julys and then it was like okay when are you gonna be where and when and yeah it was like wait you're you're gonna be there i'm gonna be there that day we should like meet up and do something. Um but then, when I got back from that trip, um, I was healthy for two days, and then I kind of had like several stacked up health emergencies that were deeply unpleasant <laughs> that cascaded. It's—I was going to say it's fine. It's—it's going to be sorted. It's under control, and I'm not currently in distress. <laughs> Um, or you're hiding I, it
1: very well. If you are,
0: I'm like that's how I will describe my current health situation. It's like I'm not dying currently. Well, I mean, we all we all are getting a little bit closer to death every day. Yes. Um, I was doing that faster than I should have a couple weeks ago, <laughs> but I have since stopped.
1: Back on track to the normal.
0: Yes, just with a normal one day of death. dying per day. Yeah,
1: life lived.
0: (laughs) And it's like lab work pending. (laughs) It'll get sorted out. I'm in good spirits today though, so that's what matters. But kind of our our podcasting schedule has gotten a little out of control because of the everything and so I'm glad that we get to do um, kind of a live event today because (laughs) Because, yeah, it it was very much up in the air, and we've only put out... It was like we put out one episode this month. And And it was late. It was late, and and everything has basically been just a long string of hot garbage. (laughs) Yeah,
1: since then. We got that recorded and put out, and since then it's just been... Well, and even that got put out kind of while you were...
0: Oh yeah, no. <laughs> she sent me a I message. Would...
1: She's like, Well, I'm in the hospital. Um, my last dying wish is to listen to the our our newest podcast episode of quality control. And I was like, What? Like that's how she told me she was going to the hospital.
0: I did and I like sent him like sent a, picture a picture of me like in an
1: ambulance or something. <laughs> so I got and... it to her that night. It was almost I was working on that night anyway.
0: Yeah, I do wanna say that like I was admitted into the hospital and I was miserable and listening to the podcast episode, like to quality control it, like really helped me. So thank you <laughs> for getting that uh, done and sent out. So hopefully people enjoyed this Sedna episode. Um,
1: It was a good one. It was a fun one. I enjoyed it. it.
0: I, I really enjoyed doing the research for that one. Um, It was not a topic, like, throwing stuff. Inuit tales are not something that I have, like, studied a whole lot of. And so, yeah, that was a a suggestion from an audience member that I'm really happy somebody suggested. Oh, Crystal Witnesses Wonders says that she loved it. So, if my sister loves it, then...
1: What more do we need? crystal approved. approved
0: yeah so today uh because we were we were thinking that we were going to have to cancel this like a couple months ago i'm sorry that hacking noise is my dog behind me well she's, i can't even hear it oh, okay that's good she, i'm like nope. i have a 14 year old elderly dog behind me please nobody judge the sounds <laughs> <laughs> um what was i saying Oh, that we were thinking we're have to
1: cancel.
0: we thought we were gonna have to cancel and that the next Fifth Friday Fable Fest live was gonna be in September. So we had our Patreons vote for September's Fifth Friday Fable Fest um, live. So today I was like, okay, I do wanna save that one for September, but since we're gonna be doing this today, like, what? Like what should we do, what the topic should be. And I picked frogs because currently Jeff is super into <laughs> frogs.
1: I was wondering if you were if that was a reason if it was like a coincidence. On my Instagram, my personal Instagram, and this one too sometimes. I've been posting a lot of just frog content and I don't know why it started, but I love it. There's just some really weird there's like a frog, you know. Subculture on Instagram that somehow I've gotten looped into, and I love it.
0: Yeah, no, it's like there's a frog subculture on like Instagram and like on TikTok and like on Reddit, like, and so it's funny because I've seen the different frog content, and then you've started to like post a lot of it, Uh and I'm like, okay, there's two things I know about Jeff: he loves Taco (laughs) Bell and frogs, and there surprisingly weren't any Taco Bell Aesop fables.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> I bet you we could find some Taco Bell adjacent Aesop fables if we tried hard enough and stretched some definition.
0: Yeah. I'm hoping that this episode, because actually, in my mind, what I was thinking for today's episode was I was like, maybe we'll do plant based ones. There's a lot of really good plant based Aesop fables, but then when I found frogs, I was like, no, we're doing frogs. That's what we're doing. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. the new focus of conversation. Um. So quick reminder to people um, who listen to Aesop Fable, or who are about to listen to our Aesop Fables, who might not have heard us talk about them before. Um, They are very political, and they're not normally, like, for children. Um, And so I don't, I'm not planning on, I'm never not planning on the conversation turning political, because that basically is the lens through which, like, They're meant to be looked at. Um, So hopefully we won't get too into political weeds, but we're definitely probably going to be talking about that. Um, So, Jeff, what is the first one that I sent you? I think it's it's like the frog and the fox. So what's the foxes?
1: Frog and the fox. Um, Give me one.
0: Oh, no. Hopefully that's not my internet being slow, but it probably is. You did, but I always assume that it's my bad internet.
1: No, it's it mine because I was trying to look like bring up the page that had it on there because there's like a specific phrasing at the end that I wanted to get just right. But um, I'll just uh, wing it anyway. So, um, oh, crap. No, y- you go first. You go first okay. and let me look this up and then and then I'll uh, no problem. I'll be back.
0: Yeah. No, you're fine. I know exactly what you're talking about since I sent you it as like a picture. And so you have to be able to access it. I got you. So I will tell the frogs and the fighting bulls. So one day a bunch of frogs, just a group of frogs, were sitting in the marsh. And they looked out into the field that they were close to and they saw a... two bulls that were fighting each other. And so in this field, these two bulls, they're going at it like really hard, beating each other. And the frogs are sitting and they're watching. And this one frog is like, oh no, I'm really worried about what's going on. This is like really troubling. And the other frogs are like, it's, it's fine. It's not troubling to us at all that they're fighting because like, that's between them. They're just going to pick out which, like, who's the dominant bull. It doesn't affect us. The fight that they're having doesn't affect us at all. We're just going to stay out of it. And, um, again, I'm sorry for my hacking dog in the background. <clears throat> so, I didn't hear that time. Okay. So, uh, the, the frog is like, no, whoever loses the battle is going to come down into the marshland and trample us. Like, we need to be concerned about their conflict, their fight, because it's going to affect us. And the other frogs were like, no, this has nothing to do with us. It's not related to us at all. We don't have to worry. But sure enough, one of the bulls lost the fight and had to leave the group in shame and retreated into the marsh where he went and laid down and crushed several frogs. And so the moral of that. That is stated is coming events often cast their shadows before.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: so this one, I'm like, okay, this one immediately. It's like, oh, that's going to be political. um, Because immediately in my brain, I started to think about like, the conflicts that we see other people getting into, like other countries that like are not ourselves. And no matter what country you're in right now, like listening, there are countries having other conflicts away from you that you're thinking. Like, I don't know if you you listening or thinking this, but the the kind of like thought is, OK, well, that's their problem. That's that country's problem. That's their internal conflict. How is that going to affect me? I don't need to be worried about that at all. And then when there is a ripple effect that happens and people are affected by what's going on. Um, surprise yeah, always, Pikachu like, face. <laughs> yeah, surprise Pikachu face. Like, how did this happen? And it's like, Why are the prices of things rising? And it's like, imports, exports. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like, oh, why should we help? Why should we help other people in other countries? And it's like, well, because it affects us, like, well, the conflicts affect us. Um, and so for me, like, the stated moral of, like, coming events often cast their shadows before, I think that's, like, a fine, um, like, moral for the story. But for me, like, all I can think of is that, like, you know, we we do need to care about uh like what is happening in like other countries?
1: Yeah, as you're talking, like one of the prime ones. I mean, you brought up kind of like inflation and stuff like that. Another prime one that came to my mind was like the whole pandemic thing. Like we knew it was happening in China before it happened here, and then I remember myself being like, because stuff had happened before. Like there was like SARS, and there was yeah. even like the swine flu, which wasn't just China that had spread too. Because I remember I ended up like getting. I was going into a foreign country and they were going around with like body scanners in like hazmat suits, like scanning people and they had to scan me twice. And I thought I was going to get like quarantined in a foreign country uh, because of swine flu. But it's like, you know, you see it happening. You're like, Oh, like you're aware of it going on. And it's like, Oh, it's going to be fine. Like we don't need to do stuff until it hits here. And then it's like, by the time it is, uh, it's too late. It's like, Oh man. Yeah. we got uh, a lot of good comments coming in by the way.
0: Yeah. That's what I was like looking at the comments. I was like, Oh, these are great.
1: Um someone put it really well it's like really succinctly they said uh the rag goblin look out for the shadow of the bull before it falls on you and was like yeah <laughs> i like yeah.
0: that i <laughs> like that's an excellent moral where it's like yeah no we like yeah look for like the shadow of a bad thing like coming because it's going to cast a shadow like you're going to be able to see signs that it's on its way that it's coming and then it's, like, get out of the way before it crushes you. Um, I also like, uh, I think it's, like, with Ton Tona Bell, with Tony Bell. Uh, uh, good luck for me. I'm sorry. Always, every time I mess up everybody's name. Um, but it's she, they, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say anybody's gender. They wrote, the conflicts of politicians seen from the point of view of common people. and. Yes. Like people who are like, oh, I don't I don't want to get it. Like, I don't like politics. I don't like talking about politics. I try to, like, avoid politics. And so they'll look at. You know, what's on the news of the conflict between politicians, like what's going on, like what's happening. And they think, oh, that really doesn't affect me. That has nothing to do with me. And they're missing all of the like political maneuvering that's going on. Um, yeah. oh, I I
1: what the hell Tony bell is how uh, you say that day, which I, I just love oh, all the more. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell,
0: Tony WTH? Bell?
1: what the hell Tony bell.
0: Um, but then they also said lots of common people think it has nothing to do with them because no matter who sits in government, you make your own fate. Yes. Like exactly. And they think, Oh, I don't <laughs> need to vote. I don't need to be involved. I don't need to understand what political maneuvering is going on because like it, it really doesn't affect me, no matter like who's in government, like we'll have good or bad, like, and so like what's the point? And it's like, no, you have to be paying attention because like eventually a fat bull is gonna come and like squash yeah. you.
1: And it's so like tempting too, because it's like it's not like that point of view is wrong as far as you know, like incorrect to some degree. It's like there is so only so much that you have control over. But to yeah. not do anything, not to do the things that you do have control over is a mistake. You know, like you yes. don't have control necessarily over uh, where the bulls are and they're fighting and what's going to happen between these two bulls. You don't have a you might not have so much power in that outcome, but you have enough power to get yourself in a place where you're going to be safe. And I do think in the real world, we do actually have, you know, some say in how the bulls fighting is going to turn yeah. out. Um, as as large groups of frogs like if a huge group of frogs, started like coming and like bouncing up those bowls they would get scared and run in whatever direction that yeah. the they're trying to get them to go to. Which I think is applicable. Let's all frog up on our politicians and get them running scared in the direction that we want them to.
0: I immediately mean, thought of like the TikTok where that guy was saying that he was making like a frog army, but then it uh, ended up being like a hoax or something. I'm sorry, my brain immediately went to all of those like TikToks frogs because no, TikTok, you were I'm, like. Have all the frogs gathered. I was just imagining a
1: frog army. I love the idea of a frog army. I love the idea of that TikTok. For whatever reason, it's only on Instagram that I am like in frog culture. Like on on TikTok, I'm just in lesbian woman TikTok. Like yeah, TikTok means not. I'm a lesbian woman and that's like no. all the content again. And then like mental health. It's like yeah. I'm a mentally ill bisexual woman, which is not yeah. so far off, but.
0: No, like, Jeff, I you have strong bi-wife energy. I tell you this, like, constantly all the time. Like, you just have mm-hmm. a very strong bi-wife energy. So I love that your TikTok algorithms are like, are are you a bisexual woman? And you're like, <laughs> I'm not mad at bisexual. I don't mind the content. It's helpful. <laughs> and that's why you keep getting the content is because you're like.
1: Yeah, I I dig it. Oh. it. you
0: like. They're making good points. Oh, this was funny. I like this. Yeah. The rag up and said frog up is my new favorite phrase.
1: Put it on a t-shirt and sell it on fairytales.store, oh, no. which doesn't exist, but it should. We need to get a, some merch going. Just, <laughs> only because I don't care if anyone else buys it. There's some of these things like I want to frog up. What The shirt that I want is frog up is my new favorite phrase. You know, hash the dot rag dot goblin um just so i'm reminded of how cool someone thinks that i am but like you know a doula shirt uh we've got we've got some good uh merch material i think
0: yeah no and i i secretly uh took the the screen like the image that your wife had like made for our like our icon Uh and i put it on shutterfly and i made myself like a tote bag with it so, so like, I'm, the, I'm, like, the only person who has, <laughs> uh,
1: fair the the to like, merch. <laughs> Rag, Ragovine wants some merch.
0: <laughs> we're gonna, i like... Crystal wants
1: a DulaHan shirt. It's happening.
0: <laughs> I'm like, we're gonna have to do it someday. We're gonna have to do it. Uh, and then, if you do that, I know I won't have enough money to buy anything, but I will be wanting to buy them. Like, <laughs> and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs>
1: We like I'm a big stickers guy too. Like we could get some stickers on there.
0: Nice. Yes. Oh, we I, got a
1: a second on the Doulan shirt.
0: Yes. Okay. So I
1: mean, this is something that I've been wanting to. Do. We should we should actually seriously consider it. We should. But also, I had a question back to our yes. Aesop's Fables at oh, hand. Right.
0: The thing that we're doing.
1: Why why frogs in that story? Because usually, like with Aesop's Fables, and this is the thing that I couldn't really figure out in my. Stories, either as we'll see, there is something like one of them has something that is very spro- frog specific. Um, but like in this story, like they didn't have to be frogs, they could have been mice, they could have been like, what is it about the frogs and what kind of personality is the frog supposed to kind of represent?
0: Yeah. Or no, I'm like, that's like that, that's a super good question because we have talked about in the past how like different animals have different traits and that and that they're like they're tropes they're like these like kind of fill in like easy characters to just like plop and be like okay this character represents a lot of personality traits or whatever so it is this question of like like what is it about frogs um my my thinking for like this story <clears throat> is the the lowliness of them like the fact that it's like they live in like the muck and the marsh and you see these big powerful bull and i mean we already talked about how they're kind of like either fill ins for politicians or fill ins for like big countries that are like on like the world stage or even like when these were being made uh when these were being like written and stuff like empires that were close by having like arguments disagreements um, and so it's like those bull are really powerful, but then the frogs, I mean, it's kind of like what you had said about like, if they had enough of them, maybe they could take on the bulls. And as I feel like that as like a person in a really big country that has a very large government, like I am kind of a person that's like down in the muck and the marsh and the swamp. And for Uh, me to feel like my voice is big enough to move those bulls, Like I would have to frog up. uh, The rag goblins and maybe because of how separate the environments are for those two animals. Yeah. Frogs in a swamp while bulls live in stables. Surely the two worlds can't interact. Yeah, they probably they don't interact that much it's just when that one got rejected and had to disappear for safety like into the marsh and i guess it's like you know what creatures live out in the marsh might have been like the thinking too of like who's out there
1: yeah that that is interesting like having to escape into the marsh because that is one thing that i thought of like i i feel like in all the stories well unless your next story has this element in it but I don't think it does um, like I feel like it's a missed opportunity because frogs are really interesting creatures in that they are like truly amphibious you know what I mean like
0: yeah.
1: like they can they live they can live in two worlds um,
0: yeah
1: and so it's kind of like frogs kind of have the option of like oh things are bad on this dry world let's go back into the wet world or you know vice versa which is kind of like what that frog was doing. Like, by being, like, oh, I could just piece out of here and go to safety, because um, it's like I'll escape notice there. But then, like, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't draw them a line to people or like countries. Which is another thing I was trying to think of. Like, okay, remembering this is being like, I think, who knows? But I feel like it's easiest to do the what we've been talking about. Maybe it's just because of the world that we live in now. Thinking of it on like a personal level, like the personal level as part of like we are the frogs in the political system and then like the political parties are the bulls um, yeah. or whatever. That's kind of how I see it. But it's like, what is it? What's the situation where it's like, it's two big countries. What are the frog countries?
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And it's kind of like, mean... Oh, yeah. And, no, and with it's... war specifically, I was thinking, cause they're like literally fighting. Yeah. Like it's naive to think that two huge countries fighting one another is not going to impact you. In the least, even if you're like geographically far, in in such a globalized you know society that we live in, yeah. Now it's like, as we've seen with like just, I mean, it's not two big countries, but you know, Russia and Ukraine has affected us so much, even though like we're so far away from that part of the world.
0: Yeah. No, and I think like being in America, I feel like there is a lot of not real, like not realizing how big, like, America is to, like, other countries, um, I mean, not, not in, like, a war sense, but I remember, like, watching, like, this, the, um, the Olympics this one year, and it was, like, it was the Winter Olympics, and Thailand is hardly ever inside of the Winter Olympics, (laughs) and there was a guy who was representing Thailand doing, like, cross-country skiing, and, like, In Thailand, everyone was so excited to have like a person like represent us. And it's so interesting because like in the U.S., we there's so many delegates like in like the Olympics and people in America hardly even care. Like every day they're racking up like the golds and silvers and bronze and like America hardly even cares unless it's a really big. It's like one that's really popular at the time. Yeah. They, like, we just don't even care that we, that there are delegates that are winning, like, these golds. Yeah, and then they're gold medal
1: got, the winners that no one knows who they are yeah. at all.
0: And, like, this guy did not win cross It's like, wait, you didn't
1: win 14 gold medals? Who even are you? Yeah. We only care about Michael Phelps and Simone Biles.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, like, I mean, I feel like for me, like, that represents, like how underrepresented small countries like feel and how much like America does not even realize how underrepresented other countries are. And so it's like, I'm trying to imagine like living in like Trinidad and Tobago and watching as like America keeps having these really bad, like starts of conflicts or like the, the almost conflicts with like China and Russia. That, like, because they probably feel like, and I don't mean this in an offensive way at all, but these small countries have to feel like those frogs of, like, what power do they have to tell America to, like, don't antagonize that other country or tell China, don't antagonize that other country. They're, they're going to have, they're just sitting there having to, like, watch these, like, big, massive countries possibly destroy their livelihood and not even realize. Yeah, because that's what like with with Russia and Ukraine, people are talking about like, oh, there's going to be if there's not this wheat production, there's going to be famine. Yeah. And like in America, people are like, wait, we're going to have a famine. And it's like, no. It's other countries, other like smaller countries, countries that have like less resources and their main import for wheat is from Ukraine. And like, uh, and yeah, there's almost America as this big bull country is like, oh, wait, well, if that's not a if that doesn't affect me majorly, then like, eh, but all these other countries are like, please stop fighting. Yeah. <laughs> we need food.
1: I will say too, that this is kind of a situation where there is, I, I think a bit, and I like experiencing this, like just in, My everyday life, especially—I mean, it's one of those things that's really sad. Like, no one is even really talking about it in day to day anymore because it's just like, oh, the war in Ukraine is still happening. Like, I'm still trying to follow it because it's like crazy. But anyway, like, you know, people have been being like, oh, well, why are we sending? Why are people sending like support to Ukraine? Why are people doing this stuff? Like, it doesn't involve your countries. It doesn't involve you. Like, your America's—you know—the United States is across the the Atlantic Ocean. You know, like, why does it matter? And I feel like it is a little bit of seeing the bull's shadow as far as like, okay, yeah, maybe this little thing right here doesn't impact us directly, but the consequences of what could happen after this, as this goes on will probably could affect us in a way of a bull falling on our faces. And we don't want to get there. You know, we want to uh, get out of the shadow or move the shadow or whatever that metaphor needs to be. Um, So like, it's kind of good heart. It's heartening to see that there is some of this, going on disheartening to see in personal life. Some people still having that, you know,
0: the naive frog mindset,
1: but, um, anyway.
0: Um, I Chan R wrote cries in a country that is middle of everything and gets affected by everything. Um, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, just like being in a country that you're like, there's conflict, around me and it's affecting import export it's affecting like chances for travel or like schooling or whatever if if you like there's there's so much the world is so like interconnected and so like it is i like how i started this episode by being like you know we might veer into politics and then like immediately started talking about very serious like world subjects well, um, to
1: be fair to you, um you tried to go with one that is like not very political at all, but I just was not uh properly prepared.
0: That's true. I did want to start us off not hardcore political.
1: <laughs> of course I'm trying to I just had the thing and now I lost it, which is so annoying.
0: Oh, you're fine. Um, is it the one that's like the frog and the fox?
1: Yeah, the frog and the fox. I think I have it back.
0: <laughs> this is a politics podcast. <laughs> Thank you, I Chan Hart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, if we ever become a politics podcast, I,
0: I think my I think one of my favorite one of those that's like ever happened um, was I don't, I don't know. It might be a pa- it might be in one of the Patreon outtakes. I don't know, but it was. <laughs> We were like, this is a folklore podcast (laughs) because we actually accidentally had gone off on a tangent, but the tangent was folklore. And so I was like, this is a folklore podcast.
1: That was a good one. All right. We're ready for the frog and the fox. I don't have anyone else to uh, anyone else. Anything else to say about uh, the frogs and the bulls?
0: I think we're good.
1: Good. All right. So the frog and the fox. Oh, man. So a frog one day came out of his native marsh, which again, now they're saying, well, I'll say this after came out of his native marsh and he was hopping around, he hopped to the top of this mountain. And he was like bragging to all the beasts around that would hear that he was like an amazing doctor. He's like, I'm the best doctor. I can cure all diseases. Everyone should come to me and get their doctrine done by me, this frog. And the fox, who can't miss a chance to throw shade at somebody, says, "Oh yeah, if you're such a great doctor, then why don't you mend quote your own blotched and spotted body, your stare eyes, and your lantern jaws?" <laughs> and the uh, the moral is: physician, heal thyself. <laughs> it's like
0: I'm not I'm not pro I'm not pro the body shaming going on. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, like one hundred percent, like this is one uh that I love, like not from a medical standpoint, but of like, a <laughs> like, like people who want to give life advice and you can see their life, yeah, and you're like, like why <laughs> Crystal witnesses wonder says Fox is gonna heckle, yeah. Like, Fox is always heckling. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, one of those things where, like, I don't know. This is is what's most applicable, like, to me is, like, people who will want to tell me, like, what I should do for, like, my life or my relationships or whatever. And, like, I can see how their life is going or, like, how their relationships are. And I'm, like, hmm, maybe... I think we should stay in our lanes.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing that I like about this um, is that same thing, but, I, you know, talking about, like, why a frog? And then this one, I was like, this doesn't have anything to do with it. It didn't have to be a frog. But then reading it again after asking that question, I was like, oh, like, it talks about he come, he comes mm-hmm. out of the native marsh and he comes onto the dry land. So he's, like, been living in the water. He comes out of this place, comes into a new place, and is saying, like, I can fix all of your problems, and like the fox, I think you know he's he's making f- I, again, like you know, body shaving the frog just for the how a frog is like it doesn't have anything to do with anything, but like just on the metaphorical level of the point being like here you are, Mister Frog, hopping out of the marsh. You don't know what's been going on up here, and you're thinking that you can come and like fix things, you know, like um, which goes against and not, it doesn't go quite with this moral of like physician heal thyself uh, because like. I guess, you know, frog fix your own problems that you have in the marsh that you're probably like fleeing from to come up here and try to tell us how to fix ours or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like, that's a situation that you see happening all the time with people coming into a situation and they're like, oh, yeah. here, let me fix these problems, even though they don't understand them fully yeah. before they start trying to do that. And that's same with like the life advice that you're saying. And it's especially, you know, like frustrating and annoying when it is someone that like, you're saying, obviously... Um, does not have those things sorted for themselves
0: yeah. so no, why are they I trying to what, fix that for me i love what you're saying and also immediately and i do apologize my brain went to like politics <laughs> because like i follow several accounts um that are like about like appalachia and one of the things that frustrates the people that are living like out in Appalachia are like politicians who didn't necessarily grow up in like, like the hollers and in these like smaller um, like cities. And they want to come in and say like, Oh, I know what your problem is. I know how to fix this problem. And the people who live there are like, you don't know anything about us. Like, you have never lived our lives. You've never talked to us. Like you're not including our voices in solving this problem. Like why would we listen to you? You, you politicians from your big cities have your own problems that you need to be sorting out. Don't tell us that we're like backwards or wrong
1: yeah. when
0: like you have your own issues.
1: Um, yeah, I, that is yeah this the, along the same point i'm getting like distracted my mind is going on this new track that ichen art brought up something really interesting which is saying like we have a saying against this which is the tailor can't sew his own ripped clothes and they they go on to say means something like someone can help um uh, t- to someone that they can't help themselves like someone can help to do something for someone that they can't do themselves which it's one of those things where there's all these sayings that are like that say the exact opposite things like you know, the pen is mightier than the sword, but actions speak louder than words. And it's like, yes, both of those things are true depending on the situation. And I think it yeah. is like, I think this one is totally true where it's like, there are some problems that you cannot fix yourself Um, and you need to go and get help for Like, I think, I don't know why, like, I think mental health problems, like addiction, you know, stuff like that. It's like, uh, yeah. so what if you're an amazing, uh, you've been an amazing therapist in your life. But when you have your own issues that are like your own thinking in your own brain about yourself, like sometimes you can't interrupt that for yourself and get you going down on the better track. Like you need help from someone else in order to do that. And there's lots of things that are like that. Like, yeah, like I can think of physical problems, like your own clothes or like a car, like my car has had lots of mechanical problems that I couldn't fix myself. And I need to go take it to an expert to do, um, which is interesting. And the thing that's interesting about that saying too, is like, in that situation, the person is a tailor. So the person has the skills but they, you know, they still need someone else's help to do it, which I think like, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but that makes it, there is like an interesting like nuance to that as well.
0: Yeah. No, cause I, I'm like, uh, like, obviously the tailor could take off the item of clothing that they're wearing and like sew it up. But I think like more of like what that like phrase means is it's like, yeah, if they have like a rip on the back of their shirt, they cannot, they have the skill to fix it, but They can't fix it. And there are, there are things like that in life where it's like, you might not, or you might know how to do something, but be unable for whatever reason to like actually accomplish it. I mean, like, so I was, I was recently like in the hospital, um, and there was like an annoying situation where like to get to a bathroom, I could walk myself to the bathroom And, um, but if I didn't bring the IV pole with me, like I first had to ask somebody to unattach my IV line, like to unscrew, um, the IV so that I could not take the pole with me when I went to the bathroom. And I know how to correctly unattach that because of uh, some past medical family stuff where I had to learn a bunch of like medical care stuff to like do at home so like i i do have the skill to unscrew my own iv line i know how to flush the line to put it back on i know how to do that except you need two hands to do it and the iv was like in my elbow and i couldn't
1: yeah. be like yeah
0: into it. so it's like i was the tailor but i could not fix my own clothes because yeah. like just a situation and yeah there's situations like that in life where it is like you might have the skill to help somebody else or to help yourself but you still need another person
1: yeah because of like like in that case and then you know ichan are I brought up you know maybe they're wearing the clothes which i think when i've gone to a tailor they're like yeah. happy to measure like it's really hard to take your two hands and measure like your arm span or like the length of like your inseam like if you're bending yeah. over to do that you're messing up the length of the thing take- they need to measure you know like yeah. um, and it's the same sort of thing I like, talk with the IV it's in your elbow like you have the skills to do it but just because of how the situation is
0: yeah. you can't
1: do it for yourself like you need someone that can be on the outside and I, I like I'm having trouble really thinking of a lot of ones besides what we've already brought up you know like medical yeah. things the bigger one. obviously like uh, mental health and addiction I think are really really good ones yeah. And I think, and that's where I think even not if it's a mental health, it doesn't have to go so far as like, you know, diagnosable mental illness, but just like yeah. your own like emotional needs. Like sometimes you just need someone else to yeah. assist you in, you know, fulfilling whatever these needs are, even though it's like, I don't know, maybe things that you could do for yourself. But it's like the fact that there is another yeah. person is kind of part of the, the point and it makes it so much easier.
0: What I love about yeah. iChan art, like bringing this up, is that it's like, like what you pointed out of like, like things that are the opposite from like each other. But it's like both are still true because I, I love I'm trying to remember. I want to say it's like a. there's like a Jewish phrase for that, but I can't remember if it's Jewish or not. But it's um, this idea called iron sharpens iron, uh-huh. where like you have these like two. um like two concepts and you are sharpening your understanding of both of them by rubbing them against each other by like yeah. conflicting them like with each other and i really like that because it is like we have this frog who's like like oh i'm going to help you i know how to help and then being like um you need to take care of yourself but then there's also this idea of like sometimes Like you can't, you do need outside help from somebody else. Sometimes you do need, um, some, an outsider to help change your perspective on something.
1: Yeah, like see some, see things that you can't, like there could be a situation, same animals, same, well, I don't think the fox could, because the fox couldn't resist, you know. Well, actually, no, I think the fox could still be part of it. You know, uh, frog hops up, and they see some sort of situation that's going on, and the frog's like, oh my gosh, because I lived in the water, I know exactly, and I'm not from this, I can see it from the outside. Here's what you need to do to fix your problem, and it actually... uh you know, would be helpful. And then I think in that situation, the Fox, why they can be part of it because they can't help but say something sassy um, would then be making fun of the people who are like, see, I was trying to tell you this the whole time. You had to have a dumb, ugly frog hop up out of the marsh to tell you how to live your lives or something like yeah. that.
0: I, um, I want Crystal to elaborate. um, But because she wrote, I think it's significant that it's Fox reacting. Fox is pretty defensive too. Um. I'm like, yes. Okay, so meanwhile, the frog is super needlessly loud and full of hot air. Yeah. The frog's then- like,
1: wait, that's my lane to be in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm needlessly loud. No, but yeah. It, yeah, they're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah, that is like absolutely true.
1: Yeah, that is I mean, interesting too, because it's like the frog is saying something and I think it's, but it's not yeah. actually pertinent to maybe what, or the fox is saying something, but it's not actually pertinent to what the frog is talking about. Yeah. If the frog's talking about curing diseases and the frog and Fox is like making fun of him, be like, Hey, you're, you're an ugly outsider. Like fix your face. It's like, that's not what the frog is trying to do. Those aren't diseases. That's just how the frog is, you know?
0: Yeah. And I'm sure other like frogs find him very attractive. Oh yeah. Oh,
1: how yes. do you think he got the confidence to just hop out of the marsh and think that he owned the land? You know, he must've been getting mad compliments down there.
0: I don't know. or or he's an incel of the frog world (laughs) and he got a like a microphone and now he feels like that's
1: that's likely as well
0: (laughs) yeah um no but okay i love what uh crystal is saying about uh frog being loud and full of hot air because i love at the beginning jeff how you brought up like what is it about frogs like what is what is Frog's personality like in these tales? Because I'm about to tell another uh, story about Frog. Um, if we're, I'm like, if if we're good on this one, talking about this one, I'm like, how are we on time? Um, I can Fox is being a spoiled five year old. <laughs> we still love him though. <laughs> yeah, no, Frog. A fox. Fox cannot help himself from just being like making a snide remark where he's just like oh you're ugly and stupid <laughs> like fox fox that was totally unnecessary
1: <laughs> but also thank you for putting this weirdo in his place
0: yeah and being like um please go back to the swamp <laughs> so that you can solve your swamp problems <laughs> um because i think like you know, obviously the making fun of their looks yeah is like is not helpful, especially like in our our day when like for us like criticizing somebody because of the way that they were born looking is like that's not appropriate criticism because like it it's meaningless. What what we yeah. look like is just what happened. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not, it's not like our souls. It's not our actions. It's like not whatever. Um, but if you think of it as like kind of what you were saying is like frog is an outsider and like the symbols of his outsiderness are his like looks. Um, mm. then it's basically saying like, go solve your swamp problems yeah. in like the swamp instead of like with us. Um, so yeah. I think. Um, Okay. So the next one is called the frog and the hen. So this one day, oh my goodness, my dog right now is begging me to come play with her. And I'm like, uh, right now my whole entire family is out of town in the place that we were supposed to all go before all of my medical situation happened. Um, and so I had to be left behind. So my dog has suffered the most because she is without her children to play with her and wrestle her. And by her children, I mean they're my children, um, but that's not that's not how she feels. Um, and she's she's in the room with me. She's like under my desk, being like, "Come on, let's go, let's go, fight me." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, people are like, "Show us the baby, baby. Do you want to come here?" I'll see if I can get her. Come over here. Up 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 up. Oh, well, you can do it. I believe in you. Come here. I don't want to grab you because she's got old hips. <laughs> oh, such a oh, this is my baby dog. She is an I don't know what because she was a rescue. Um, some people, they they told us she was a chia palm, but she's like a giant chia palm. She, her head is definitely chihuahua. Oh, I yeah. know that. She is a sweetheart. She guards my children. Um, she's the love of my life.
1: And huh. steals your food.
0: She steals my food. She is a thief and a liar. <laughs> um, she's a very smart dog. She will convince people that somebody is at the door so that they will abandon their food and then she will steal it. She is so sweet. Uh, but any chance she gets to steal food, she will take it. Um and now she's like, "Yeah, we're going to play for real." No, stop, bad dog. Okay. So, she's not a bad dog. <laughs> um so the frog and the hen. So, frog one day was sitting in the swamp and he was like listening out over the bog and he could hear the sound of a hen. Um like Cackling happily, like with joy. And he was like, Ugh, what is that? What is that loud noise? I hate that so much. And so he was like, Mrs. Hen, do be quiet. You're going to alarm the entire neighborhood. <laughs> um, and he was like, What is the cause and the meaning of all of this like commotion? And she's like, I laid an egg. I'm just so happy that like I laid an egg. And Frog was like, what? You're making all of that noise because you laid one egg? (laughs) (laughs) And Penn was like, well, I'm sorry to see that you are once again so ill-tempered by my little song of joy. When I listen to you (laughs) <laughs> croaking all night long and all day long, needlessly about nothing. Goes, oh, I'm cheering because of good that I have done. What, what have you ever done that was so good? Uh, and the the end of all that was talkers seldom become doers. <laughs> Um, which I'm like, that's one of those ones where I'm like, ah, I, I don't agree. Like, that moral, I believe in the moral. I don't know if it matches well. Yeah. With, uh, cause for me, it's more of like, I don't know, something about like neighbors where it always seems like the most obnoxious neighbor is the one that gets the most upset when somebody else does something obnoxious that they're like, they have, like, loud parties, but then you park your car, like, in front of their house, and they're like, how dare you? <laughs> uh-huh. I couldn't put my trash cans out until later today because you were parked in front of my house for three hours, and it's like, what? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's all being colored by my own
1: <laughs> personal experiences.
0: My <laughs> own personal experience and neighbors. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, it always seems to me like the most obnoxious people are usually the ones who then feel most inconvenienced when somebody imposes on them.
1: Yeah, there's something like just very hypocritical about like, and that's what the hen is pointing out. It's like, you're getting mad at me for being happy about this one thing that I did when you are being really like loud and annoying all the time for no reason. Yeah. Like, why do you have to like, and I've never said anything. And it's like, and I've had situations like that too, where it's like people have bit like I've done, they do something and it's like, it doesn't really bother me. But then if I do something and that person gets mad, then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well now I'm mad about all those things you did that I didn't get mad about because like I thought we were cool, you know, like with all this stuff, but you're, you're not good. I mean, it's like, now I'm going to retroactively get mad about 20,000 things that you did. Yeah, you know I'm not a very good character in this story either, but it's just like you know, uh, a hen was on much better moral ground than I am. But
0: yeah, no, because yeah, I mean, she basically was saying that like, um, like I was celebrating something good that happened to me that I did. Like I'm I'm full of joy about my accomplishment, and like you could have chosen to like be happy for me. And then she would have quieted down
1: because
0: yeah. like she wasn't going to keep being loud. She was happy in that moment. He could have taken the opportunity to be happy for her and then carried on being a loud bullfrog. Right. <laughs> and frogs. I mean, it doesn't say these are like bullfrogs, but like, has anybody ever heard how loud bullfrogs are? Yes. They sound yeah. Like they, and I mean, it's you- like this big amplification, like of like a, foghorn
1: sound of just like (laughs) even even regular frogs like we have these like just tiny little green I don't even like you know they're not even don't even have a descriptor in front of them just frog frogs yeah um and like when it rains here and then at night like it's just like like you hear like thousands of them out there like so loud yeah Um, here's here's something I was thinking though that is like a different look twist on this thing because you said he when talking about the frog i think she and she for both the frog and the hen because the frog is saying like you laid this one egg and you're so excited frogs lay tons of eggs at one time and the frog's like i lay all these eggs all the time and i'm just so great it's not even a big deal to me anymore you laid one egg and it's a big deal to you and i think there's something of that where like just because you are really good at something like laying eggs or whatever. I mean, it's not that the frog is better at laying eggs at the head, but you know, like they do it a lot. So it's not a big deal to them. Um, But like, that doesn't mean that like someone like that, someone else doing something that they're really proud of is not an accomplishment, you know, like to you, it might not be a big deal because you do it all the time. It's so great. But like to that person, it is. And you don't have to like, You know put that down like that person is allowed to be excited about their thing and there's like there's things that you would do that you'd be excited about that the chicken wouldn't be excited about would think was really boring um you know like flying if that frog somehow flew they would be so excited but the head would be like uh i fly all the time uh what's the deal dude
0: i love how you've complicated this like story by like adding like that element. Cause yeah, like it's definitely not in there, like of frog talking about like the amount of eggs that like frogs lay or whatever. But I love that you've added that of like, well, but let's imagine that like frog is like a, a female and that she lays eggs by the hundreds.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: I love how you've complicated that story. Like, like this, like little story. Cause that does change the moral, like so much. And it does point at that different, thing that like you're talking about of when somebody else creates something and it's the best thing they've ever created and they're so excited like you don't have to be a person that like looks at that and is like oh my gosh that's something that I knew how to do when I was like five like (laughs) you're just now learning how to play the piano I've been playing that since I was it's like why do? You, why would you have to be that kind of a person? <laughs> like, just yeah.
1: be happy for people. It just sad. I, that reminds me of like my kids too, because I have like two boys and one's older than the other one. And so like when the young one is like learning stuff for, and doing stuff for the first time, and we're like, oh, good job! Like we're really proud of you. And then I was like, I did that well, well so long ago, and it's like, yeah, you did, and we were really happy when you did it too. But you know, like, it, it like it's just it's one of those things that you know yeah. we try to be more helpful about it, and, like explaining it a good. Way. It's like how you know. Like it's it's not helpful to say that sort of a thing for the person because it's just discouraging them. Like, yeah, yeah, you you are so much smarter than this person because you've had so much more time. Like, smarter, you know, you've you know more than your little brother because you've had more time to learn. Yeah, but you saying these things doesn't make him feel good about the progress and work that he's putting in to learn these things, and it's going to make it so that he does not get better. You know, yeah. like we need to encourage him from where he is at, and that's the same thing as this hen. Like the hen's gonna like could be. So it was great. I think the hen did a good job, though, of just like being like, no, I'm not going to accept this criticism from you, Mrs. Frog.
0: Um, yeah. When she's just like, down. um, no, I like especially when it's like you make noise so much more than I do. You are yeah. a much worse neighbor than me. Like, don't yell at me for the one time that like I was making sounds. <laughs> um. Let's see. Crystal says, I know a little sister who does this to herself in comparison to her brother. So tough. <laughs> I think she's talking about my kids. I mean, I know I was the same way. Like when I was a kid, cause uh, Crystal's my older sister. And so I would look at her doing stuff and be like, oh man, she's always better than me at like everything. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like it's so tough when because I mean we were encouraged in our family to compare ourselves or not encouraged to compare ourselves, but like we were compared to each other against our wills um a lot anyway, which was like like really tough because it is like thinking and that's it Nay Nay. <laughs> uh I was that little sister too yeah of like looking I mean I try to like tell my kids that when they're like, cause my younger daughter will say like, like, is my brother smarter than me? And I'm like, no, like yeah. you, like, you both are different ages. You have different um, like talents and interests. He practices some stuff more than you do. You practice some stuff more than he does. Like you're two entirely different people. I yeah. just like to tell themselves, or I like to tell them, you know, like remind them like you're two different people. And I also encourage them not to race each other (laughs) because I'm like, it's unfair every single time. (laughs) There's like no way to make it um, (laughs) fair. Uh, So, but yeah, because it is like, they're two entirely different people. And it's like that with like frog and hen. They're two entirely different species they yeah. are never going to, like, act the same, behave the same, or achieve the same, like, like goals, or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it is, like, in the story that, like, you've complicated, like, yeah, they should never be comparing, like, one egg to hundreds. Or even saying that, like, hens shouldn't feel joy for... Yeah. Like the accomplishment because it's not ever gonna be as good as because none of us are ever gonna be as good as someone, like as
1: yeah, someone at something. Like even yeah. if we're the best in the world at something, we're never gonna be as good at something else as someone else is.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, you see people who are like very famous for being in like the top of their fields or whatever there's stuff that they are not good at or that they are struggling with. That is like a personal problem, like for them. And so they might think like, Oh, I really wish. I mean, cause I know um, Michael Phelps has talked a lot about, I, this is the second time he's come up on this, <laughs> but he's like talked about how like, yeah, he's all, ob- he was obviously one of like the world's greatest swimmers, but also he was having a lot of like mental health like challenges. And so it's like, You know, if people were like, oh, I'm never going to, like, if people wanted to compare themselves to Michael Phelps, I mean, for the sake of swimming, sure. But, like, you don't know what other weaknesses he has and strengths you have or, like, whatever. And also, does it even really matter to compare yourself to other people for your own life happiness?
1: Yeah. um, Janae Nene said a good point too about that is like, as a leader at work, I like not being as good at stuff as my team members. Otherwise I'd have to do all the work. I'm happy to let my team be better at some things than me. And it's totally true. It's like, we need people to be better at things than we are. And because we need people to be better than things that we are, like we need to encourage them and not put them down because uh, they might not want to help us with the things that they're good at when it comes time to it. If we're just pooping on them all the time.
0: I'm trying to remember, I think I had like a teacher. I want to say it was my English teacher, but I'm not sure, like in high school, who said, I just remember this that it like stuck out to me that you never want to be the smartest person in the room.
1: Yeah.
0: That like, because, I, I, and room metaphorically, you know, of like, you always want there to be people who are better than you to help you become better, to push you to be better, to like challenge your thinking. This is why I think that it was my English teacher who said it, because like, you want people who are going to challenge like your thinking or push you to like be better. And so, yeah, it is like, no, you would hope that you aren't the best at everything at your job because you don't want to have to be the only one doing everything, getting everything done.
1: Yeah. And I'll take this like a step further and complicate it because that's apparently what I like to do. But I feel like the not being the smartest person in the room is also like a choice and a state of mind as far as like everyone you meet knows something that you don't, that you could learn a lot from. So when you go in there, if you put yourself as like, I'm in this room and I'm going to be the, say that this is the thing that makes you smart. And that's what I'm the best at. Then you're going to look to everyone else as if like, you don't have anything to learn from them. But if you go in with the mindset of like, I'm not the smartest person in this room. In fact, everyone in this room is smarter than I am at something. Let me go and learn what I can from all of these people, you know, like you're going to have a, I think I'm that's, I, I love to learn new things. I love to hear people talk about the things that they're like experts in. And it's like so satisfying to learn from these people. And it'd be so sad to imagine like, you know, missing out on some of these opportunities because I was, you know, like too prideful and like wanted to feel smart and feel superior that I didn't you know, again, get like, yeah. get to be better. It's like, and then I would, I would, you would not be the smartest person for long because you would stop learning. You know, there's like a quote from my yeah. name is Epictetus. Like you can't learn that what you think you already know. If you think you're the smartest person and you don't have anything to learn, then you're not going to learn anymore. And you're going to get b- passed by people who have that, like, you know, learner's mindset.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I'm like checking to see like where we are in time. Cause I think we're almost at an hour, like just over an hour. Um, which is like about when we have to like cut it off or Instagram will cut it off for us. I know I just
1: said, I do want to my- uh, no, saying, do try to tell this, this other story. Cause I thought it was fun.
0: Cool. I was going to say, do it fast. And if Instagram cuts us off, they cut us off.
1: <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thank you for coming. If that happens, we're so happy you had us here again. It was a blast. And we're definitely going to do it in the future. Um, in September. So be there or be square. All right. The frog and the mouse. So they're a frog and a mouse. And they'd both been for a long time rivals for like, you know, it says sovereignty of this, you know, kingdom or whatever. Basically they're like a power struggle between the frog and the mouse over this like kingdom, a very small kingdom. Cause they're very small animals. And so they're like one day, like, okay, we're going to settle this once and for all. So we're going to meet out in the open in fair combat. They show up with the ends of bull rushes as spears. And they're about to, you know, go at it. And like, fight to the death to settle this issue once and for all. When Deus ex machina <laughs> but the opposite kind of out of nowhere a kite which i imagined like a kite that was a square with a string but no it's a bird <laughs> swoops down seeing these two vulnerable animals out in the open pounces on them and carries them away uh <laughs> carries off both quote unquote heroes in <laughs> her talons um presumably to eat them and or feed them to her children. <laughs> And the moral was peace brings security, which again, I'm like, what? (laughs) But, uh, I do love that fable.
0: No, I I, like, I love that. Um, uh, the the moral, like at the end, because it is one of those things where it's like, they entered into a conflict that was unnecessary.
1: Yeah, that's true. And by doing so put themselves in that vulnerable position.
0: They like weakened themselves by being like, I'm going to fight. And it's like how often I feel like I see people, I mean, even if we look at this in like, possibly like the business world, like not in like politics, but like, let's say like the business world where it's like different people decide that they're like going to be like vying for power, trying to like get ahead of the other person. Um. Yeah, I tend art. Who is stronger, you or me? <laughs> the bird. <laughs> um, but yeah, like people, they get so distracted with like the infighting that they don't even realize that like some other bigger competition or whatever is like moving in or, or is is starting to like innovate and pull ahead of them. Like, they're so busy being like, oh, I'm going to be the biggest tech giant. I'm going to be the biggest tech giant. I'm going to be the biggest tech giant. And then, like, Amazon comes in and is like, guess what? I also sell tech now. And Best Buy and all these, like, box office, or, like, or what is it? Um,
1: Big box. Electronic stores or whatever.
0: But, like, electronic stores, Freaking they're just like, they're like, oh, no. Because they were so busy fighting each other that they didn't even think to pay attention. Um, and also Crystal Witnesses Wonders says so interesting comparing to the first tale.
1: Yeah, which, which I wouldn't really have thought about. That's so because, that is really interesting.
0: Because it's like two small creatures fighting each other versus the two big creatures that are like fighting each other. One fight wrecks an uninvolved third party. <laughs> As opposed to the other one that <laughs> An uninvolved third party eats Get both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. It's like
0: um again, like it's I mean, this is like the beauty of the uh like the fables is that they're like pointing out just like these different parts of like human nature and like how people interact with each other and uh It was was like trying to like tease out the subtleties of that.
1: Yeah. Going back to your like iron sharpens iron thing. Like what are the differences that makes one situation different than the other? Like, you know, what makes actions speak louder than words in one circumstance, but but the pen be mightier than the sword in another? Like both of those things are true, maybe, but not about the exact same, you know, like the exact same situation at the exact same time potential, or maybe there are, I don't know, but it's like, you know, like, like you said, what are the differences between those things? And this one has more of an obvious difference where it's like, you've got these two big parties fighting and you're the little ones. Like, what can you do? What is in your control? Like getting yourself to safety probably is like one of the only things that you can do. Um, so the shadows coming over you, like use the shadow as your warning to go, not the bull starting to fall on top of you. Um, and then the other one is like, oh, you're these two things and you like, you're fighting to be like the king of the dirt hill. Um, forgetting, you know, because you get so wrapped up in your conflict that like, oh yeah, there are way bigger animals than us uh that could come in and just wipe us out at any moment, you know. So like that size difference does say something about like how the situations are different. Um and like yeah. you're saying, like you your two animals that you think you're real tough. I think your example was really good with like a business world, like yeah. there's two local there's two local uh, you know, mom and pop uh general stores and they're but i'm going to change it to pizza pizza restaurants because this is like a thing that actually happened <laughs> There' are these two pizza restaurants and they're like rivals against each other and they're like fighting and they're like we're going to be the best pizza restaurant in town blah, 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 blah. and then you know like papa john's comes in and bam like just destroys them both yeah. because it's like That's this exciting. huge national chain and they're both out of business because they can't compete with you know the prices that they're able to do as this huge company um to yeah it. it's like you, you could have you could have had something you could have had something better to do with your time that could have maybe prevented that from happening to you, but instead you chose to fight, and yeah. you lost. And I
0: think, like I like what you pointed out, just about like you have to realize, like at what, like when am I watching two giants fighting, and I need to get out of the way? When am I a giant that's fighting? But when am I a small person that is like fighting, and I'm being distracted?
1: Yeah, Um, because it's possible for you to be in different situations, both of those things.
0: Yeah, I mean, because even you could think about how, um, with those bulls fighting, there could have been, the story could have ended with a lion leaping out and killing one of them while they were distracted or something. I don't know if that's something that would happen, though, or if animals, if lions are like, I'm going to wait till they're done fighting and then I'll eat
1: the loser. Yeah. Or like lions are just like, so, so big that they're above the whole thing that they don't even notice that it's happening.
0: Yeah. That they're like, do. like the,
1: the bird, the bird is the opportunity. like, the, those are prey animals for that bird. And they're seizing yeah. the opportunity that's in front of them. Like if you change the perspective of each story, like you can get a different, you know, thing. Like, even if you, if you put yourself in the position of like the bulls, like here we are, these two big, Bulls fighting each other, and like in our struggle, we're gonna fall down and kill these like cute, adorable frogs, and we're gonna feel bad about that because we were fighting over something stupid and we forgot how big we were, and like we're hurting innocent people around us, you know. Like,
0: yeah, like needing to pause and be like, okay, who am I in this situation? Like, what is the part that I'm playing? I mean, less so for these like animals, I'm thinking more of like, when am I a frog and when am I the hen? Yeah. <laughs> like in that yeah. one. That one is more one where I'm like for sure. Um, do I need to like examine myself? Um the fighting, but I mean the fighting one too, it's like are you getting so distracted by like a conflict in one area of your life that you're not realizing stuff falling apart in like another part of your life? Yeah. And like at what point do you say, I'm not going to ha- I'm not going to concentrate my energy on this fight anymore? Because I don't want this stuff in my life to fall apart i'm block i'm i'm gonna say this this mouse wants to fight me but i'm gonna say no like you can believe that you won and that you're better than me or whatever i'm choosing to go back into hiding and not get nabbed by a bird and have my whole life destroyed
1: yeah yeah absolutely and and that's what i love about aesop fables is that like we are all of these animals at some point. Sometimes we're a lion, sometimes we're a fox, sometimes we're a, a loudmouth frog. Sometimes we're a loudmouth uh splotchy frog. Sometimes we're um you know, like a bull. Like we are we can see ourselves in all of these stories, which is part of the point. And also where you are at in your life is going to like influence how you see the story it's gonna be like things are gonna stand out to you that are gonna be applicable to you like if you're reading a story about you know like the frog and the hen and you're like oh man yeah like I was just like making fun of somebody because of something they were super happy about doing like that was kind of a jerky thing to do like I see that now like if I you know like or whatever or it's like oh yeah that did happen to me that's exactly why I've been so upset about this situation um like because like this person made fun of something I was really proud of that wasn't a big deal to them, but whatever, you know, like, and so as you read through them, like, it does give you kind of this like weird sort of like insight into your own life in a weird way. And, and as we've experienced throughout this, you know, live uh, here, I take something completely different out of it than like was ever intended by Aesop. Uh, and see something into it, and that just says something very specific about my brain and my place in my life. But again, that's what I love about it, you know.
0: No, but it's yeah. useful. Complicating it makes it also more applicable to like us and like more useful. I love Janae, nay Does that? Did I say too many nays? Janae, nay, No, I did it right. Um, she says sometimes we're a bird who wins the fight. <laughs> like, yes, may we I all be the,
1: if <laughs> only. the bird
0: that defeats and devours the weaklings. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's how, that's how I want to end this whole thing on. May we all devour the weaklings. (laughs) Um, So wrapping up, I just want to say thank you to everybody for being so like flexible with the, the live and like our schedule and Hopefully August is going to be a much better month. Hopefully our lives um, start to even out and I will keep going to the, the doctor's appointments that I have to go to and hopefully get my physical self sorted out.
1: Hopefully Katrina is the bird and the podcast and her health issues are the frog and the mouse.
0: And I'm going to grab them both and devour them. (laughs) Like, yep, no, that's the proper moral of the story. (laughs) So thank you to everybody who came and listened and uh, was, like, messaging and being involved. It seriously is so fun to have, like, an audience that, like, is, like, actively replying to us and adding your say. That's the most fun thing about these Aesop fables. So thank you, everybody, and... Hopefully we'll do another live. We're planning on another live in September. I believe it's September thirtieth, the fifth Friday. Um and so yeah, hopefully we will see everybody there and it'll be another great episode. Goodbye. Bye. I'll figure out how to end this.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening to the fairy tellers. If you enjoy what we're doing, please leave us a review or share us with your friends. Also, consider supporting us on Patreon for access to exclusive bonus content, including outtakes and monthly bonus episodes at patreon.com/thefairytellers. Special thanks to Andrew Forey for our music and to Clarice Inch for our artwork. And of course, a big thank you to all our patrons. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be possible.
0: Fairy tales are always more interesting when something is added to them. Each new telling recharges the narrative, making it crackle and hiss with cultural energy. Maria Tatar